Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. It is 2022, and you're listening to Knowledge with Homage. I'm your host, David Castle, a.k.a. Homage the Lion Killer. You could just call me David. Happy 2022, folks. First broadcast of the year. Hope your year is going all right so far. I am coming at you from a snowy Carson City, Nevada. The atmospheric river is knocking out the internet and the power. Oh, yeah. So, 2022, here we are. I hope you all had a fantastic new year. Mine was pretty good. Went to the uh, local spot down here because uh, it was crazy snowstorm. Bunch of Sierra cement dropping on us. I got about a foot and a half at my house. Uh, Tahoe got a ton of snow, like I don't even know how much, five feet at least, depends on uh, where you measure it from, but the a lot of the resorts aren't even able to open most of the lifts because there's so much snow and ice and power outages and you name it. The internet has been out at my house for a few days, de- well, since before New Year's, so dealing with that. Um, but yeah, New Year's was fun, uh, went down to the casino, don't typically go there very much, but it's right down the street, and they're always having a shindig, so partied with the locals. Good times. Had some uh, couple cocktails. 150 bucks. Don't nip, normally gamble, but uh, went in Rome, as they say, and I never win, but this time I did, so that was nice. I'm currently watching a deer walk across the street into my yard. They're all over the place right now. They were eating out of my bird feeder earlier today, so that was kind of fun to watch. There's a little baby deer. There was one with some big antlers, so I guess that'd be a buck, and a bunch of does, and it's fun watching them jump over the fences. They can really jump, Uh, but anyway, (laughs) yeah, New Year's. It was fun. Tons of snow, Um, just good times, man. Tons of branches falling over and, uh, you know, gazebos falling over a couple blocks away from my house. We're walking home. It's like three or four in the morning, and uh, we see this these crazy uh, electrical flashes in the light or in the sky, and I'm like, "Holy shit! What the fuck's going on?" So we run over there, thinking it was some sort of UFO invasion or someone's being abducted or who the fuck knows. It was really weird, and it had this crazy sound. But it turns out it was a power line that uh, fell over because there was so much snow on it. And uh, there was a cop there trying to, I don't know, guard the area so no one goes and touches it. But I went there a day later, and uh, it was a live power line just going fucking crazy. looked like a wild python, a wild electrical python. And it burnt a giant hole in the ground. I'd never seen anything like it, so that was kind of bizarre, kind of cool. But yeah, I don't have internet, haven't had internet in a while, and it really makes you think you know, what it would be like to go back to the days without internet. We're so dependent on that stuff. Uh, Power went out for a little while too, but luckily mine was turned on pretty quick. There's still tens of thousands of people in this area that still don't have power. And that's a bummer because the second wave of the atmospheric river is coming through and uh, it's going to bring a ton of snow. They're talking about record-breaking snowfall. California is going to get a ton of rain. Uh, They're talking about flooding and just the the whole nine yards. So hopefully we don't have a repeat of, I think it was 2017 when those giant storms happened and they were afraid that the Oroville Dam was going to break and it was going to flood fucking, uh, what is that, Uh, Redding and and just all those areas over there. Look up the Oroville Dam. The thing is humongous and it's like a piece of shit. And if it fills up too much with with too much water, then... uh, Apparently, it just breaks and kills everyone, so hopefully that doesn't happen, but um, it's looking like this is going to be some some pretty serious stormage that we're having here. Uh, other news that happened on New Year's, apparently the Hollywood star Jeremy Renner has a place up in Tahoe. I think it's uh, between Reno and Tahoe up Mount Rose Highway. Beautiful area. They got some crazy homes out there. It's multi-million dollar. You know, it's where the ballers live. But they get a ton of snowfall on years like this. And I guess he ha- had a snowcat, or he bought a snowcat, which is like a 
really serious snow plow that uses like tank tracks instead of just uh, you know regular wheels. You'll see him up at the resorts and stuff. Uh, but I guess he got ran over by this thing somehow, and he's in critical condition and things like that. So kind of scary for Jeremy. That sucks. I guess a lot of people like his movies. I don't really watch the the Marvel stuff. But uh, yeah, uh, yesterday <coughs> was lucky enough to get out to Kirkwood, which is a fucking awesome resort just out in the middle of the mountains in the Sierra Nevadas. It's like an hour and a half, well, with the conditions the way they were yesterday uh, from my house. And it was just amazing, dude. Like, they opened up the whole backside of the mountain, so we're like the first ones to fucking get to shred it. And it was just amazing, man. Snowboarding is so much fun. I only fell a couple times. Tried to, so like I'm going up the lift. And as you're going up the lift, you're kind of spotting things you want to do and, and little jumps you want to hit and stuff. And I see this sweet rock that I want to jump off. So I like try to get to it. Anyway, I jump off it and I, I went off the wrong spot. It wasn't as epic as I thought. And I just ended up doing an involuntary front flip. But I'm okay. Tons of powder and it's just incredible conditions. If you can make it up to Tahoe to ride, dude, highly, highly encourage you to do that. It's great right now. Just don't do a Ken Block. Rest in peace, Ken Block. Um, legend, legend of the motorsports. Fucking bummer, dude. Sucks that he he died in an accident in Utah on his on his snowmobile. So that's that's a bummer. But uh, the Giamcana Racing, um, I guess you could call it a uh, series. Just the videos he makes where he's driving in San Francisco and driving up uh, that mountain in Colorado and just the different things he does in these cars and all kinds of shit. He's just, he really pushed the sport to the next level and uh, just a legend. So rest in peace for that. Let's talk a little bit more about this atmospheric river that's coming through and kind of hypothesize what's going on with that. This is from Yahoo News, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, it says, millions brace for combo of bomb cyclone and pineapple express on West Coast. So I guess what we had previously was the bomb cyclone. And now we're getting the pineapple express. It says, a powerful, oh, there's a deer right in my front yard. He's like two feet away from me. Okay, <laughs> all right. That was a distraction. It says, oh, there's two of them. A powerful double whammy of an atmospheric, there's three of them. What the fuck? All right, cut that. Uh, a powerful double whammy of an atmospheric river bomb cyclone is targeting the region again this week that could become one of the more impactful storms to strike the state in years. Oh, pff, that was all they gave me. Well, that wasn't very informative, was it? Give me a second here. God, gosh darn it. I got a ton of good stuff lined up for you guys today. I'm just doing the kind of... Uh, Wrap-up of New Year's, and the weather here is just crazy, so I got to talk about it because this is where I'm at. Oh, here we go. They're really playing it up. It says, okay, so here's the actual article. From Fox Weather, California facing life-threatening double whammy of bomb cyclone Pineapple Express storm. The bomb cyclone will tap into abundant tropical moisture in the Pacific Ocean, creating a reasonably strong Pineapple Express-type atmospheric river carrying significant amounts of moisture from near Hawaii to California. Uh, widespread flooding, roads washing out, hillside collapsing, trees falling down, potentially full groves, and widespread power outages are all likely. A Pineapple Express, which is a powerful atmospheric river that originates in Hawaii, Will transport significant moisture to California. I'm right on the border of California. I'm right by Tahoe. So we're going to get a, a ton of stuff. And then once the air mass gets pushed over those mountains, it makes it colder and then you get snow and shit over here. So that's kind of crazy. Um, I have to stock up on some candles and blankets. It says, uh, I'll just read you this article. It's not too long. San Francisco. A powerful double whammy of an atmospheric river and bomb cyclone is drenching California again Wednesday, dropping several inches of rain on a region that has struggled to ring out from an onslaught of winter storms and creating a widespread risk of flooding, mudslides, and power outages in what some forecasters are suggesting will become one of the most impactful storms to strike the state in years. 
Already, emergency officials ordered mandatory evacuations for some neighborhoods that face a high risk of flooding. California Governor Gavin Newsom's office said that states said the state's emergency operations center is at its highest emergency level. And coordination efforts are underway to set up sandbagging locations and shelters and deploy ambulance strike teams. The storm underwent rapid development off the California coast over the past 36 hours, becoming what meteorologists refer to as a bomb cyclone. As the storm intensified, it tapped into abundant tropical moisture available in the Pacific Ocean, creating a reasonably strong atmospheric river carrying copious amounts of moisture from Hawaii to California. Uh, Basically, an atmospheric river is a river in the sky of water vapor, and when it hits the mountains, the moisture is forced up over the mountains. Marty Ralph, director of the Center for Western Weather and Weather Extremes, told Fox, blah, 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 blah. Uh, That upward motion caused clouds and precipitation to form, and the faster the flow of air and water vapor is hitting the mountains, the faster the rain is falling. So you get more and more rain and uh, stronger atmospherics. Rivers hit the mountains. So um, anyway, it's not like the movie Pineapple Express, although I'm sure a ton of people will be smoking weed. Um, so we'll see what happens, you know, uh, they always kind of overdo these stories and make them seem a lot crazier than they actually are, but this seems like it's going to be the real deal, so I don't know, I guess we'll just wait it out and see. If you don't hear from me, it's because I don't have internet, or power, or I died, or it's, uh, you know, I drowned in a flood. Okay, moving on, moving on. Actually, you know what? Let's listen to that that Dr. Octagon Blue Flowers while we wait for the atmospheric river to kill us all. Dr. Octagon, paramedic fetus of the East with priests and from the church of the operating room with the strikes of force, scalpel since the Holocaust. I do indeed in greed explore, meet the patients, back the rooms with the nurse with the voodoo curse. Holding up office lights, standing at huge heights, back and forth, left wing, swing to north, east and south with blood pouring down your mouth. I can prepare with the white suit and stethoscope, listen to your heartbeat, delete, beep, beep, beep. Your insurance is high, but my price is cheap. Look at the land. Blue flowers. Run by the purple pond. Blue flowers. Run by the purple pond. Yellow indigo. Blue flowers. Run by the pond. Look, it's raining yellow. Would you care to listen to any more? Holding bags on down right from the hospital. It's a patient that's worth to keep the germs off the turf. Cybernetic microscopes and metal antidotes. Two telescopes that magnify the size of a roach. Three computers to cup a coffee planet with my hand. An astral planet detached. Turn on rare foggers. Cut the light on the kid and turn it bright on. Supersonic waves combine and burn his brain waves. I see the mascot of evil. He's not Knievel. Shakespeare's gone. Don't even think about him. Yes. As I go into the park, I see blue flowers, it's raining green, by the pond, blue flowers, it's totally raining green, boy, blue flowers, I smell the bees and the birds, blue flowers, different aspects of life, blue flowers.
Yeah, yeah. Cool Keith, a.k.a. Dr. Octagon. Blue Flowers. Classic underground hip-hop right there, folks. If you're not familiar, familiarize yourself with Dr. Octagon. So while you were listening to that song, dear listener, I was feeding deer carrots outside of my window. There's eight deer in my yard right now. It's like I'm in a fairy tale. It's, it's crazy with all the snow, the deer. Ah, so blessed, so blessed. And I get to talk to you. So moving on from the atmospheric river, in other news, a story that I'm sure you're all familiar with, if at least if you're in the United States, the uh, the Buffalo Bills player who suddenly collapsed during a game with the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, his name is Damar Hamlin. He's 24 years old. Um, he fucking tackles this guy. Falls over. Doesn't seem like a, a you know I've seen a lot like more brutal hits in football than this particular one. Um, it didn't seem anything out of the ordinary. Tackles the guy, falls over with him, gets up. See, he's fine. Gets up immediately and then just fucking falls over. Keels over, dude. Falls straight back uh, onto his back and has a heart attack. He has cardiac arrest. I think that's what a heart attack is, right? And uh, yeah, the fucking whole game stops. Everyone's freaking out. And uh, they try to give him CPR. Ambulance comes out. They take him to the hospital. Apparently, he's still in critical condition. So very sad. And uh, especially when, you know, it's your first year getting drafted. It's a big moment for you. I'm sure your whole family's watching and to see that shit happen. So the people who are in the know, people who aren't idiots, are obviously attributing it to the vaccine, right? It seems like it has to be that. It's, there's all kinds of sports players that are suddenly falling over dead or having heart attacks and in critical condition after that, um, after getting the vaccine. Because it seems like what happens is these spike proteins fucking make your blood cells all prickly and so they're not flowing around correctly. And then when you're running around, your blood's pumping really fast. It creates these blood clots and it makes your heart stop. And it's, it's freaking nuts, man. Um, but obviously they have to do damage control because you know, the United States, the NFL is is huge. Everyone watches it. It's a total fucking keep the sheeple in line type of sport. Uh, not saying everyone who watches the NFL is like that, but it is kind of one of those bread and circuses type of events. A lot of programming and fucking advertisements. It's a big money maker, and it's uh, <coughs> very political um, in a way. And I don't know. It's just a big fucking deal. A lot of money goes into the NFL, and a lot of people are watching it. So for this to happen on live TV in a big game is insane, and it's it's a real wake-up call. So obviously the mainstream is not going to mention anything about the vaccinations. They're going to call that a conspiracy theory or say that it's uh, you know attributed to MAGA or Putin or something. Um, but the diagnosis that some doctors are coming out in order to not, you know, implicate the vaccine is they're saying it's commotio cordis, which, uh, from what I understand is sudden cardiac arrest due to a hit in the chest and it just makes your heart stop. And maybe it is that, but I think it's far more likely considering all the athletes that we've seen die suddenly and all the other people we've seen die suddenly, um, I think it's far more likely that it's attributable to the vaccine. And I think we're going to see a lot more people dying because of it. And it's sad and it's scary because I I think we all know people who we love. Perhaps you have the vaccine. I don't know. Um, but a lot of people got it and it's just no good. And it's, it's crazy, man. So, um, yeah, DeMar Hamlin, DeMar Hamlin. I was calling him Daryl Hamlin for some reason. But, yeah, dude just falls over dead. Well, he's not dead yet, I don't think. Um, But he is in critical condition in the hospital. So, pretty crazy. I'll I'll read a little um, about it. I mean, there's not much more to say. The guy falls over in the middle of the game. Says Demar Hamlin is in critical condition and is reportedly being intubated, meaning he's being helped to breathe at a Cincinnati hospital after an early game tackle in his Bills game at the Bengals. 
The NFL has suspended the game in recognition of the seriousness of Hamlin's injury. Hamlin, a sixth-round pick by the Bills last season, was driven off the field in an ambulance after falling to the ground and apparently losing consciousness in the first quarter following a hard tackle on Bengals receiver T. Higgins. And it goes on to talk about his uh, record in the season as far as tackles and shit. And, uh, yeah, so they canceled the game, um, didn't let it continue. And, of course, you know, on Twitter, everyone's saying uh, they're trying to blame this Comoscio Cordist shit to do damage control. And then anyone who wants asks the obvious question, like, is he vaccinated? You're getting shamed for asking that. And it's just so hypocritical because for any celebrity or, um, you know, these big athletes and stuff, the media is so prying into their lives and they have no no sense of uh, decency when it comes to the privacy of these people. But now all of a sudden we're not allowed to ask if somebody's vaccinated. When they were asking if you were vaccinated to go get dinner or like go into McDonald's and shit and to do the simplest task, you had to have this medical procedure, which is now proving to be incredibly dangerous, which I fucking told you it was. And a lot of people said that people smarter than me. Um, but yeah, now you're not allowed to, to ask this obvious question. It's rude. It's improper. It's immoral. And that is just a, um, it's such a, such hypocritical bullshit because, um, you know, maybe there's some, some kids out there that don't really know what's going on. They do what they're told, um, by the doctors and by their coaches or teachers or whatever, you know, whoever tells them what to do. They'll do it so they can play sports, and and uh, maybe this is a wake-up call for some people who are wanting to go into these sports programs, which require vaccination in order to play, and uh, maybe they'll see this and be like, fuck, I don't want that, dude. I don't want to fall in the middle of a, fall dead in the middle of a game. It's not worth it. Now, I want to read a little bit about blood clots, just so we kind of understand more about them and like... I don't know how how COVID seems to be connected with with blood clots, and this is from Elena Freeland's book, Geoengineered Transhumanism. And I was reading this last night. I just found it very interesting, and kind of wanted to bring some of this to the light. It's a fascinating book. Um, so this is interesting right here. Let's see if I can read it. Um, nah, I don't want to read that part. God damn it. Continuing on, okay, let's see here. Actually, fuck it, I'll read it. This is something Aleister Crowley wrote in 1861. It says, thus, by coagulating the vapor of blood, they remake blood, that blood which hallucinated maniacs see floating upon pictures or statues, but they are not the only ones to see it. Ventras and Rose Tamasier are neither imposters nor myopics. The blood really flows. Doctors examine it, analyze it. It is blood, real human blood. Whence comes it? Can it be formed spontaneously in the atmosphere? Can it naturally flow from a marble, from a painted canvas, or a host? No, doubtless, this is this blood did once circulate in veins. Then it has been shed, evaporated, dried. The serum has turned into vapor, the globules into impalpable dust. The whole has floated and whirled into the atmosphere and has then been attracted into the current of a specified electromagnetism. The serum has again become liquid. It has taken up and imbibed anew the globules which the astral light has colored and the blood flows. Human thought creates what it imagines. The phantoms of superstition project their deformities on the astral light and live and live upon the same terrors which give them birth. Uh, Eliphas Levi, The Key of Mysteries, 1861. Uh, chapter 4, Fluidic Phantoms and Their Mysteries, translated by Aleister Crowley. So that's just kind of a weird, bizarre account and it going into like magic and weird shit that that people have seen in these spiritual circles these occultic circles of like blood just fucking randomly appearing and covering shit and like blood beings and fluid phantoms bizarre shit um and it makes me feel it makes me think of something which Elena Freeland talks about a lot in her work too, along with the scientist Clifford Carnicom, that they're spraying this blood into the air. And, and it's these 
freeze-dried erythrocytes, what they call it. And what an erythrocyte is, is a red blood cell. And this was discovered in the chemtrails. It was discovered to just be floating around in the atmosphere. And it was sprayed from these uh, aircraft. And Clifford Carnicom is the person who originally discovered this and studied it uh, in depth and had the equipment to really find out what was going on. And he discovered that the there's blood cells like in the air and they were way too perfect to be natural human blood cells. They were like made in a lab because they were perfectly round and just uh, you don't find stuff like this in nature. So um, and then inside of these these blood cells, were these Morgellons fibers. And I've talked about this a ton of times uh, on the podcast. I've studied these things myself. You can get a USB microscope, study the dust in your house. You're going to find these Morgellon fibers. They're fucking everywhere. Um, they're mostly harmless to people, but there's definitely something going on with them. I think it's uh, to act as some sort of receiver or fucking operating system for this uh, weird electromagnetic prison they're trying to construct around us and seem already to have gotten pretty far in doing that. So it's interesting to see somebody like Aleister Crowley talking about this, you know, 175 years ago or whatever, um, about blood being in the atmosphere just floating around and then seeing that the military-industrial complex is actually spraying freeze-dried erythrocytes as a sort of envelope which contains this nanotechnology which they want to get in everyone. And I also think that the vaccine is another carrier for this nanotechnology meant to hook us up to this grid. It's fucking weird. Uh, this is another little article from targetedjustice.com. That's what it's called. Uh, blood clots can also be caused by constant microwave attacks. For example, microwaves on feet and lower legs, which then travel to the lungs, blocking breathing. This can be accelerated by the 60 gigahertz microwave attacks on the lungs, which instantly block oxygen uptake. Most medical doctors are completely unaware of these technologies. The National Academy of Science recently confirmed that the Havana attacks were likely caused by microwave weapons. So this is just saying that there's organizations and people out there that have these these microwave weapons, these electronic warfare weapons that can give people blood clots. Um, so let's just get into what she's trying to say here. It says, consider COVID-19 a genetically engineered gain-of-function chimera virus targeting the blood and lungs by first targeting the T cells to disable the immune system, then entering the red blood cells to block oxygen transport and produce hypoxia. Uh, hypoxia is a, a lack of blood in the veins and stuff. And uh, I actually have my uncle in the hospital right now after getting COVID who has this. And uh, it's it's fucked up, man. They made this fucked up uh, genetically engineered virus and it's, it's really getting some people. Uh, in chapter two, I quoted Robin D.P. Watson who connects titanium dioxide nanoparticles with the COVID-19 penchant for blood clots. Back in May 2020, Germany raised the alert that post-COVID-19 autopsies revealed thromboembolic events that had un that had gone unnoticed or were ignored before death. So saying that they were ignoring all these blood clots. Uh, in 2020, autopsies were mandatory in Germany, despite the WHO mandate that no one was allowed to have a, an autopsy, or no one was allowed to autopsy people dying of COVID-19. So did you know that the, uh, the WHO was trying to advise people not to do autopsies on people who died of COVID-19? Kind of interesting. Uh, neuroweapons biologist James Giordano, PhD, admitted in a 2017 lecture at Lawrence Livermore National Laboratories Center for Global Security Research that self-assembling nanoparticles used as stroking agents can be programmed to clump together, i.e. clot, and restrict blood flow. Okay, so let me, this is a, a long-winded way and in, in getting into the science of, um, what this particular researcher believes to be happening <clears throat> with the COVID-19 pandemic, basically saying that, okay, how do I word this? This is my understanding of it. What I think is happening. Maybe. That there's all this 
nanotechnology that we now have in our bodies. And it's been it's been consumed by us through breathing because it's all up in the atmosphere, um, GMO foods, vaccinations, uh, things like that. So so we're getting this this Morgellons type technology, this nanotechnology, uh, graphene oxide and stuff like that. And basically what this stuff is is these very small particles that can be manipulated wirelessly through an electro electromagnetic field. Now, let's go back to 2020 when the Wuhan pandemic started. It was either it was either late 2019 or early 2020, and this was the testing ground for 5G. Um, it was it was one of the first cities that had a widespread implementation of 5G technology, and a lot of people were warning about 5G prior to this, saying that it can be used to to fuck with people for whatever mind control or to induce diseases and and all kinds of stuff because it had such a similar wavelength to what the human body naturally operates on. So we all are filled up with this weird nanotechnology that that they've been secretly fucking slipping into us for years now perhaps even decades um certain people more than others because i think they target certain people and try fucking experiments on them and shit make them go crazy and shoot up a school um but yeah it's basically in everyone and in most people it's just inactive so it's harmless but it seems like with the with the COVID nineteen, perhaps what might have happened is they activated it, and there were certain areas that got hit worse than most. Uh, certain cities in China, um, you had large outbreaks in New York City as well, and uh, different big cities, and they all seem to have in common that they were had more um, of this smart grid type of technology, this five G technology. So. It's really nuts. I mean, it sounds crazy to people who aren't familiar with the technology and where we're at as far as wireless um, electronic weapons and nanotechnology and things like that. But um, the science is really there and the evidence is there to to indicate this. And people like Elena Freeland and others are doing a good job of exposing that. So let me see here. Um, so that that's just kind of my idea of what's happening like we already have all these this weird shit inside of us maybe they just need to flip a switch and it causes blood clots and people get really sick and die you know what i'm saying like kind of crazy right but maybe there isn't enough um like they can't get a, a heavy enough dosage into us from the from spraying it in the air and putting it in the food and stuff like that so th then they want to just inject it directly into your veins, you know? And you could see it as um, the people who are doing this who want to depopulate the world and turn us all into mind control, transhuman fucking robots. You could see them as maybe justifying this by being like, well, we've, you know, the evidence has been out there and, you know, we've, we've had all this predictive programming in movies and stuff like that. Like, you know not to trust us. So if you're dumb enough to take it, well, you know, it's Darwin's fucking theory of natural selection at this point. Only the strong survive, survival of the fittest. If you're not smart enough to know that we're trying to kill you, maybe you don't deserve to live. And this is the way a lot of the people in these elite circles think. At least that's that's what I think. They're devout Darwinists, and they believe that they have a more of a right to the resources on Earth, and they think that the poor people, the average people, um, are just lesser beings. Therefore, you know, they, they should be exterminated. And if you're not smart enough to even notice you're being exterminated when they're putting it right in your face, then it seems to be justified. Um, okay, so let's, let's read more about these uh, weird blood cell things that they're finding. Uh, in 2009, something defying all conventional understanding of blood cell development occurred when Carnicom broke down the external casing of a dental-slash-gum filament with chemistry and heat, strong alkalis of sodium hydroxide and bleaches plus hydrochloric acid and boiling. Inside, he found artificial or deliberately modified blood cells. He recognized that the erythrocytes which is just a blood cell, were artificial because they were just too perfectly formed. 
and their hostility to reconstructive chemicals and heat seemed fiercely programmed. Advanced technologies in stem cells and genetic transfers were at work. But inside the artificial erythrocytes were the telltale submicron nanostructures associated with Morgellons. So, um, this isn't new, basically. They've been, they've been testing it out and shit. But now they're they're really going for it, and there's a connection between this nanotechnology, graphene oxides, the Morgellons shit, and uh, just this electromagnetic grid that's being constructed around us. And it's very bizarre and weird to think about, um, but if you want to understand the science behind it and kind of get a better idea what's going on, you can read this very large, very dense book that kind of encapsulates everything, and it is um, has an exhaustive amount of resources just in the footnotes. I mean, there's thousands of footnotes, so everything is sourced and cited. And the book is called Geoengineered Transhumanism, How the Environment Has Been Weaponized by Chemicals, Electromagnet- Electromagnetism, and Nanotechnology for Synthetic Biology. Now, that's quite a title. But if you want to understand what's going on, check it out. But most people don't want to understand, do they? Most people don't care. Uh, and you're very weird for, for wanting to talk about this and caring. You know what I'm saying? Like you're, There will come a time where doing this kind of podcast and just exposing this type of information, which is all public domain. I mean, some of it is speculation, but a, a lot of this shit is provable. Uh, there will come a time where they'll just lock you up for that shit. At least that it seems like they, you know, we're getting to that point. Hopefully it doesn't come. But if after the COVID shit and just the blatant tyranny that was exercised by our, by our ruling pieces of shit, you know, if we didn't do nothing about that shit and we're just letting that happen, like, it seems like that's the road we're going down. But I ain't going down without a fight. I'll tell you that much. And the way I fight is by sitting here and talking to you. Now, let's listen to some music. How about we start grooving? Young Rascals. Classic stuff, baby. 1967. They're not too young anymore, though. 
Okay, so, uh, talked about a bunch of scientific nonsense that probably I don't even understand. Uh, let's move on and see what we can do to treat this stuff, you know, under the circumstances that you do get COVID, which still apparently is floating around, or whatever other genetically engineered virus that they decide to flip the switch on and activate inside of you, because it seems like that's what's happening. Um, but there's ways to treat it, you know, nothing's 100% and nothing is uh, without a treatment. There, there's a way to get this stuff to, to fuck this shit up. So I just want to go over some of these um, alternative treatments than what you might have, you know, been told by the news or whatever the fuck. Some shit that seems to be working against COVID. Uh, number one that seems to be fucking COVID up is hydroxychloroquine. I'm sure you've heard about it. It was really demonized as soon as uh, Donald Trump promoted it because they, they wanted to use COVID as an excuse to give everyone the vaccine and make billions of dollars and turn you into robots. Um, that brief background on hydroxychloroquine. It's basically quinine and chloroquinine, known to antiquity as chichona, or sacred bark, and was discovered on the eastern slopes of the Andes in Peru. Uh, one of the biggest scandals <clears throat> in the COVID-19 pandemic is that hundreds of thousands of people died needlessly because the FDA refused to issue off-label emergency use for hydroxychloroquine, a safe drug whose patent ran out years ago and that thousands of doctors in the world would have used effectively, often which with 100% success rate in treating covid COVID patients. And it goes on to talk about how um, hydroxychloroquine works and how it can be used. You know, this isn't any drug, um, especially, you know, antibiotics or whatever the fuck that, that these are. I'm not a doctor. I don't know. Uh, it, it should be prescribed by a doctor, you know, someone who, who knows the science behind it. Like, this isn't necessarily stuff you should be doing on your own um, because it can kill you like you could fuck yourself up by taking too much of it or, or whatever you have to have the proper proper dosage um, but hydroxychloroquine was an effective treatment for covid uh, the next is chlorine dioxide uh, which scientific name is clo2 or mms miracle mineral solution uh, misunderstood to be bleach, chlorine dioxide has been used in operating rooms since 1814 as a sterilizer and biocide that kills all microbes via oxidation. Since 2010, Big Pharma and its minion, the FDA, have been poisoning people's minds about chlorine dioxide because it is cheap, cheap and successful worldwide with all kinds of conditions, including so-called COVID-19. It oxygenates cells, alkalinizes the blood, and detoxifies heavy nanometals. Uh, if you're a hiker, if you're a hiker, hike, hiker, uh, you might be familiar with chlorine dioxide because uh, I believe they give chlorine... You can use chlorine dioxide tablets to purify your water. It's popular with hikers. Uh, third one, butocyanide. Butos, no, budesonide. I think that's how you pronounce it. It's spelled B-U-D-E-S-O-N-I-D-E. -E. Uh, bu uh, budesonide is an anti-inflammatory corticosteroid administered with a nebulizer. Asthmatics and COPD patients use it. Zero toxicity, quick relief. Check the side effects. A brand name is Pomacort. Uh, the next one is Ivermectin. I'm sure you've heard about this. They say it's a horse dewormer and, you know, you're not a horse, so you shouldn't take it. But uh, it, it's interesting to think if, uh, you know, what Ivermectin does inside of you, like this, this drug is meant to kill worms inside of... Um, animals and stuff and farm animals um so it's interesting to think that a drug that that kills worms and animals can kill whatever is causing covid so does it kill the um the morgellons fibers or whatever is it is inside of your body that's working as a receiver or an antenna to pick up these these frequencies that are activating the illness inside of you just a hypothesis. I mean, that, that seems in my, you know, novice layman understanding of medicine and, and what's going on. Um, but with it, that seems to me what's happening maybe with, with ivermectin. 
because also people have seen success with wormwood, um, which is an interesting substance. It's composed. Uh, wait, I'm sorry. Wormwood, which is scientific name, I guess, is azithromycin or artemisinin. Uh, it's composed of or modeled on absinthe slash wormwood distilled spirits. Both ivermectin and artemisinin were awarded the 2015 Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine for achieving treatments for infectious diseases of poverty. So wormwood. Uh, another one, time extract. Uh, Dr. McCullough reported on January 26, 2021, that Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro obviously didn't want to bend to big pharma cartel threats and thus supported nine months of study, experimentation, and clinical application on the sick and very sick of an oral extract made from thyme, T-H-Y-M-E, you probably have some in your spice cabinet, uh, that had great success with COVID-19. Another one that you can make with just... uh, Natural substances you find out here in the mountains. I got some of it in my yard. Pine needle tea. Ever since Judy Mikovits, PhD, recommended suramin, another word for uh, pineapple tea, which is a hundred-year-old essential medicine for African sleeping sickness, uh, she mentioned it as an anecdote or antidote to the COVID-19 gene therapy. And uh, people have been adding pine needle tea to their diet uh, with success. Lysine therapy, that's another one. It's an amino acid which interrupts the replication of viruses. It goes into how that does that. Um, And another one is pure fulvic isolate. Pure fulvic isolate, like Wu Jin San, works against encapsulated viruses like H1N1, SARS, MERS, HIV, and COVID-19. So let me just go through this list um, if you wanted to get a pen and paper and, and write this stuff down and do your own research and, and see if, uh, you know, what you think about this. And you never want to take any of these drugs yourself while you're on some other shit that's prescribed to you because, you know, drugs can interfere with each other and kill you. Um, but here's a list of these these drugs or herbs which could help work uh, against COVID-19. You have hydroxychloroquine, chlorine dioxide, Budesonide, which is spelled B-U-D-E-S-O-N-I-D-E, ivermectin, wormwood, another word for it would be azithromycin or artemisinin, you can just check out wormwood, Uh, thyme extract, that's T-H-Y-M-E, the herb, pine needle tea slash serumin, which you can make yourself, go out in the mountains, get some fucking pine needles and pour some boiling water on them and then strain them and drink it. Gets you all those good terpenes. Uh, lysine therapy, L-Y-S-I-N-E, and pure fulvic isolate. So there's there's alternative, alternative uh, treatments to this COVID stuff. And as someone who has a loved one in the hospital with that, because they said he had COVID and uh, now he's got pneumonia and he's just he's not getting any oxygen. It's fucked up. And uh, they're just giving him these bullshit drugs instead of the ones that actually work. You know, they're giving him this shitty, poisonous shit like Rendesivir and stuff like that. And it's maddening. It's so maddening that, um, you know, there's these treatments that actually work, but they, they've been so p- politicized and shit that the, the doctors can't even use them. Or they're afraid to use them or whatever because Donald Trump mentioned it or something. So That's the world we live in, folks. How about we listen to some Naked City?
yeah. Naked City. The song is called Sicilian Clan. I was told about that song by the great sound engineer Tom Gordon. Okay, moving on, folks. <clears throat> so, I know we're beating a dead horse here, talking about the COVID stuff. Um, but it's just, I think it's important to reflect on what we've experienced these past couple years and, you know, certainly not forget what, what has gone down and also to know other treatments and things to do if we are to be presented with a similar um, bioengineered illness that they want to release on the public or flip the switch on or whatever. Um, uh, just a couple more preventative measures and and maybe things you can do after the fact. Actually, if you if you do got a bunch of this bad stuff in your body, is just try to detoxify. Look into different things you can do to get this stuff out. Detox baths are are really effective, really good for you. Something that I do is the uh, like anti nano type of bath. It's uh, as much Epsom salt as you want, at least a cup. You could put a couple cups. You could put 20 cups if you want. It's not going to kill you. You're not going to overdose on Epsom salt. Um, some baking soda, you know, half a cup of baking soda and some borax, half a cup of borax. Mix it all up in a bathtub as hot as you can stand it and um, just get in and soak. Soak for like 30 minutes, an hour, and it'll pull this stuff out of you. It's really, It's really good for you. Um, you can also add other stuff to your bath, uh, apple cider vinegar. You could add, there's all kinds of stuff. Look into detox baths. Um, but the, the Epsom salt, borax, and baking soda is, is really good. You can also throw in other salts, sea salts, and things like that. And what this will do, uh, these are all, out. the salts are alkaline, al- alkalizing, I think, um, to my understanding. And they'll just help you. It'll pull this stuff out, and it'll also give your body good, um, minerals and stuff. Um, different foods and and supplements can help you detoxify. You have things like, uh, what the hell? Apple apple cider vinegar is very good for you. Um, you have the bentonite clay that helps pull heavy metals out of you. You also have, uh, different mixtures of like, uh, seaweed greens and things like that. I'm forgetting the exact name. Chlorella, I believe it is called. But taking this kind of stuff that just helps helps pull the bad stuff out of you because that really is the uh, the first step. And just trying to eat a cleaner diet and being more mindful of what you put into your body and, and things like that. And there's also a mental and a spiritual aspect of it as well. When you're stressed out, uh, when you're surrounded by negativity or, or um, you know, just living in a way that's, that's not conducive to your health that could fuck you up. So things things to things to think about, right? Other things to think about: uh, the price of eggs is getting out of hand, isn't it? They wanted nine bucks for eighteen eggs yesterday. It's fucking crazy. Uh, what else is going on? <laughs> Man, I'm just I'm just rambling. I got a bunch of uh, little notes I wrote down here to talk about. Uh, Instagram's been weird lately. I there's one day I went on it. And it was just all sponsored rappers, like rappers that were like, you know, listen to my new song. And I respect the hustle. It's cool. A lot of them were pretty good, but it was kind of weird. It's like one after the other. If, uh, I just wasn't expecting it. Kind of weird. So it's all pay to play now on Instagram. And then I kind of disliked a couple of them. I was like, all right, I'm sick of seeing this. And then instead of um, Instagram rappers, it turned into just Instagram hoes, like thoughts, just chicks' asses and shit, like sponsored (laughs) pictures of girls that want you to look at their butts. And I think of the irony of girls paying for you to look at them in the hopes that you will pay to look at them. Like, they're paying for you to see them so you could pay to see them. Kind of weird. That's the world we live in now. Um... Other than that, man, actually, you know what? Let me talk about this real quick, just because I just came across this uh, this phenomenon called morphic resonance, which I had never heard of, although it's been, you know, I don't know. I guess different cultures have uh, come across with the idea. But there's this guy, his name is Rupert Sheldrake, 
And uh, give me a minute here while this loads, and I'll tell you more about morphic resonance. It's a very interesting phenomenon. Let's see here. Okay. So, yeah, it's by a guy, Rupert Sheldrake, and it's called Morphic Resonance and Morphic Fields. And I just want to read to you an introduction of what this is. Uh, it's very interesting. It says, In the hypothesis of formative causation, discussed in the details of my books, A New Science of Life in the Presence of the Past, I propose that memory is inherent in nature. Most of the so-called laws of nature are more like habits. My interest in evolutionary habits arose when I was engaged in research in developmental biology and was reinforced by reading Charles Darwin, for whom the habits of organisms were of central importance. As Francis Huxley has pointed out, Darwin's most famous book could more appropriately, uh, more appropriately have been titled The Origin of Habits. Okay, so morphic fields in biology. Um... Over the course of 15 years of research on plant development, I came to the conclusion that for understanding the development of plants, their morphogenesis, genes, and gene products are not enough. Morphogenesis also depends on organizing fields. The same arguments apply to the development of animals. Since the 1920s, many developmental biologists have proposed that biological organization depends on fields, variously called biological fields or developmental fields or positional fields. You know what? I'm just going to post a link to this because uh, this is kind of getting a little scientific-y. I don't feel like reading it all because um, it would take reading the whole thing to make you really understand it. Okay, here we go. Actually, I found the summary. This is what we need here. Um, morphic fields, a summary. The hypothesized properties of morphic fields at all levels of complexity can be summarized as follows. Uh, they are self-organizing wholes. Ah, see, he's fucking, he's getting a little scientific. Let me try to put it into layman terms here, because I'm probably boring the shit out of you. Basically, it's this idea that all of these habits and what we call instincts in nature, like that cause a, I don't know, dude, to cause a fucking plants to grow the way that they grow, to cause animals behave in the way that they behave, like beavers to build dams and bees to build honeycombs and humans to do the things that we do and basically anything, is because there exists around us this field of resonance and like this field of memory that kind of encapsulates all living things and that we all kind of feed into and it's like not it's non-localized it's not like it's in your brain or something or in your heart or in your genes even or in your dna it's like your genes and and your your like language and dna and all this shit is just a another expression of this non-localized morphic resonance what he calls it and some examples of this are there was these experiments with uh, these rats, and they taught these <clears throat> these rats to do some um, some sort of tricks in some college like Stanford or fucking MIT or some something. I don't know. It's probably neither of those, but it was a big prestigious school, and they taught these rats to do some some sort of tricks which had never been done before by rats. And then simultaneously, or right after that, in another school across the world. They, these other rats learned how to do the same thing, like at the same time, without ever having known um, the the rats on the other side of the world that are that had learned this trick first. And they weren't like descendants of these rats, so you couldn't say that it was in the genes of the rats. But it seemed like the entire species was at the same time learning the same thing, or like catching on to the same types of tricks at the same time without physically seeing each other do it or having any connection to each other um, through hereditary or, or anything like that. And it's it could also be thought of in terms of sports. And what, what it makes me think of is skateboarding. It's insane how quickly skateboarding progressed because you have the guy that basically invented all the tricks in skateboarding, Rodney Mullen, like he's still alive. He's not even that old. He's like 50 or something. And like he invented the kickflip and the 360 flip. And he was the only person 
like in the world that could do it. And then a couple of guys in Southern California were hanging out and learned to do these things as well. And then all of a sudden, like the the bar, the level of the skateboarding has been raised so quickly. Like as soon as somebody learns a new trick that was thought to be impossible, tons of people learn it. And it's just, it seems to, it's it's just weird. And um, it could be attributed to this morphic resonance idea to where there's kind of just this um, level of, I don't know if you call it understanding or habit or, or progression or something like that, that um, just seems to be floating around in the air or in the universe. And um, it's, it's just a very bizarre concept, but I found it cool how it was, how it could be uh, linked up to skateboarding because it seems like, you know, all of a sudden certain things just take off and there's really no explanation for it. Like what was once thought impossible in skateboarding 20 or 30 years ago is now like the standard that little kids are learning when they're like six. So it's, and you can't attribute it all to the equipment or whatever, because skateboards haven't changed a whole lot since then. It's just a piece of wood with wheels. And, um, It's interesting. If you want to learn about this, it's Morphic Resonance and Morphic Fields. And Rupert Sheldrake has a YouTube channel, which you can visit if you want to hear him talk about it. He's the expert. I probably slaughtered his whole uh, explanation or thesis of Morphic Resonance. But I'll post a link to his channel if you want to learn more about it, because it's pretty cool. So um, I think with that, I'm going to say peace out. Hopefully this was somewhat legible and understandable. I know we got into some, uh, my poor explanations of, of scientific type shit, which I'm way underqualified to talk about, but I did feed some deer, some carrots. So I would say today is a success. Uh, I got no internet, so I might try to go find a Starbucks so I can go post this for you guys. Thanks a lot for listening. Over and out. Let's listen to some Slick Rick and Outcast. Peace. I'm not trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man. Slick Rick and Outcast is on this jam. But keep diamond on a 2-2 grand. Trying to help raise our youth to man. So give the ruler Rick his space to slam. Help clean up this land. The reputation of this man. With hole and with stand. Outcast and slick, the answer is in it. Hun, you need to get your ass on the dance floor this minute. We bruise duck, knock you out, shoe socks. Show your ass move, you forgot what mad smooth snucks. Lottie Dottie. Mm-hmm. We like to party, don't make me get money and platinumize my body. We're bright stuff, known to earn a dice. Love blind folks, but like somebody turn the lights off. Immense strength popping out of muffin. Make famous artists that's dead hop out of coffin. At the real estate behaving type choosy. Want a palace, make the shit beige and light blue. Please. Got the kid like watch your manners Since I came out of jail it's like the planet gone bananas Like the strength a batter fella had Lady looking at me all stink I had to tell her that But trying to claim things I haven't earned honest man Snake raking out guesses on this jam What kid diamond on a 2-2 grand uh. Trying to help raise our youth to man So give the ruler Rick his space to slam Help clean up this land The reputation of this man with uh, I went from players ball in the bulldog, from bulldog in the bowhog, and I bowhog in the pimp walking and strictly stressing street talking over y'all ass like that. There, going the ball up like cat hair. We never fall off like hat. Where with some of the dopest MPs out there. Now eat that. I'm casting Ricky D, bitch. Can you beat that? Remember the time I laid them down? A teenage love. I see that just a sport of rhyming, breaking new patterns like hymen. Chucking and jiving was never the style. I'm gonna keep on being this line, spitting that king shit. Too clean shit. I tailor and a seamstress. Blue gators for you haters and the penises for you beaches like an addiction cause I need it. Hip hop is that I feed it like a junkie. Show me your monkey cause I show up like to beat it. Might just eat it, just to skeet it, fold you up like you was pleated, like some slacks and relaxing, be strolling like Sir Captain, see I got a baby daughter, and I feed her with this rapping, not trapping, D-boy with rapping, huh? I'm not trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man, snake raking out guesses on this jam, 
what kid diamond on a two-two grand trying to help raise our youth to me skip the ruler rick his face to slam help clean up this land the reputation of this man Seems everybody's open off the grammar The white fox, pink velvet suit, white Havana Listen baby girl, genius Victor Dreamboat, miss you should have been click picture Check her out I don't know what you're trying to figure out Down south, barbecue ribs, fly out a nigga mouth And touching me the chosen With such a will opposing Me and big boy trying to give our children clothing Smoking love Do we provide dope enough? Even people unborn kid wide open off the engine and I'm sending in Even make construction workers start acting kind of feminine Hi. 10% of blasters hit from me and big boy Who represent the outcast, clear A jealous cat Like the strength about a fella had Lady looking at me all stink, had to tell her that But trying to claim things I haven't earned honest, man Snake raking outcast is on this jam What kid diamond on a 2-2 grand Trying to help raise our youth to me Skip the ruler Rick, his face to slam Help clean up this land The reputation of this man With hole and with stand Snake raking out